born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, this is Karen Schoen. You are listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, and their phenomenal program called the Micro Schools, which is a way for us to get our kids out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools, where I will guarantee as a former teacher, your children are learning nothing. Maybe I shouldn't say that. They are learning something. What are they learning? They're learning how to be good little communists. Oh, my goodness. Ronald Reagan got rid of communism. He said, take down this wall. We won't have communism anymore. Wrong. That didn't really happen. What happened to communism is it went underground and they infiltrated America. But how and why did they do that? Why why is America so important to them? Well, we are very lucky today. Uh, I have a wonderful, wonderful guest. Her name is Ileana Johnson, and she writes for the Canadian Free Press. Plus, she has an incredible blog. And we have known each other going way back when this movement really took hold in the Tea Party days of around 2010. And I remember interviewing Ileana and we were talking about the Gulf oil spill and how Obama was making sure that the Gulf was getting destroyed by allowing the oil, even though there were ways to cap the well, get in the Gulf and destroy the fish and all of the the life that was going on at that time. But that was their goal because they always wanted to get rid of oil and fossil fuel. And they blamed it, of course, on the climate. I wonder why they picked the climate. Hmm, Maybe because it affects everybody worldwide. So we can always have a culprit to blame. Well, one thing that I have learned and I share with you constantly is that everything that we're doing is connected. There is nothing going on that is random and everything has a plan and all plans are based on lies. And if the plan is based on lies, there can be no solution because you can't make a solution to a lie. So what happens is our wonderful government comes back and they say, oh, please, we just need some more money. It'll work if we have more money. Oh, it'll work if you just give us more time. Folks, it can never work because it's a lie. And that is something that we should have learned over time. One thing the communists are great at 
is lying. And I'm going to introduce you to a wonderful lady, Ileana. Thank you so much for joining me today. And one of your articles that I absolutely love and agree 100% with is that if we don't learn from our history, we are going to repeat it. And you were involved in that. So thank you for writing that article. Thank you for joining me. And maybe you can explain to everyone how communism is gaining this foothold and everybody thinks it just happened overnight. It didn't just happen overnight, did it? Of course not. Thank you, Karen, for having me again. I love to be on your show. And yes, communism did not happen overnight. It never disappeared with Ronald Reagan. It actually went underground in 1989 and regrouped into a globalist movement, which you see today. And everything that is happening, not just in the American economy, but that is happening worldwide, are actually pieces of this new neo-communism that has emerged worldwide. And I think Stalin and Nikita Khrushchev would be quite pleased with its development. And of course, in education, it accelerated with the establishment by Jimmy Carter of the Department of Education in 1979 and the subsequent establishment of departments of education in all the 50 states, which enabled the beginning of licensed or certified teachers in every state and I might add, having been in education for 30 years, they're not necessarily the smartest or the brightest uh, among us who are actually licensed. And uh, as you can see, uh, everything that is happening is happening for a reason in this country and worldwide. And we all seem to follow the same narrative and the same steps. So do you think that there is any hope? Because I agree with you. I was teaching and saw the transition as I was looking at the textbooks and began to realize that language definitions were changing, things that I would have thought that I thought and taught as I was a math teacher, economics were no longer found in the textbooks. And it was amazing to me the things that were taken out and the things that replaced it, including the definitions. So what what is going on and, and what why is all of this? Well, you made a wonderful statement. You said communist propaganda turned out to be the most powerful and effective way to influence condition and manipulate the people around the world. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Absolutely. They actually changed the meaning of words and they started with changing definitions in the Webster's Dictionary, for example. If you have an older edition and you look at some some of the words that are used in the press today, they don't necessarily mean what those old Webster's Dictionaries showed. Even in my college days in the early 80s, they have changed fundamentally to fit the narrative of 
global communism. And it's not just happening in America. They are being accepted or incorporated into the languages of other countries so that uh, when people uh, are questioning their meaning, they can say, well, uh, such and such country around the globe has the same words. How come you don't understand what it is? And it's all done for the good of the people. And it isn't for the good of the people. It is for the good of those in power, the, four, the few billionaires and people at the United Nations, at the World Health Organization, and the, at the World Economic Forum, who are driving this change, which is a massive transfer of wealth, a massive reduction in population, that's the plan, and also a massive plan to starve the economies worldwide. And to give you just one example, the latest thing that they are pushing around the globe in unison is uh, nitrogen used as fertilizer, they are taking that away from farmers so that they can no longer grow a good crop. So it's not just CO2 suddenly becoming uh, an evil element on the planet, even though it's the gas of plant life, now it is nitrogen. And farmers in Holland are up in arms because they cannot grow enough to feed their own population, much less export to other countries. And same thing in the country of Sri Lanka, which is a socialist republic, I might add. Uh, the dictator said one day, well, you can no longer use uh, synthetic fertilizer to grow rice. So all of a sudden, the economy in a few weeks went to pot. It was terrible and it is still terrible and people are standing in line for three to four days to buy uh, gasoline or to buy fertilizers for their uh, rice patties. So it is all planned and connected to the initial UN Agenda 21, which was published in 1992, that has now transformed into Agenda 2030, which sounds so great because who does not want a clean planet and who does not want sustainability, as most people understanding, but in their view, sustainability is actually starving people and feeding them crickets and mealworms and taking away their land. As it is currently in the United States, the federal government almost owns uh, the initial plans as in the wildland maps um, where they have taken so much land out of agricultural production and cattle uh, raising and whatever, that uh, it's meeting the goals of this initial map where humans are not allowed to do anything on this land. And what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be mass starvation eventually. Not right now. We still have stores of food, but for how long? Well, we definitely know that that is going to be very curtailed. And what they are using uh, is they have to depopulate the planet, they will tell us, because there's not enough food to feed the people on the planet. 
folks, there is plenty of food. The problem, as, as Eliana has just explained, is they don't want you to be able to use it. So I wrote a letter to our governor. I'm in Florida, Governor DeSantis, our part-time governor, uh, who is getting a full-time salary and had to change the law so that he could be running for governor. But that's another topic. And as I was driving down the highway, just as Ileana explained, instead of seeing farms, Florida used to be in the top five producers for food for the, for the country and export for the world. But instead of growing food, we're growing solar panels. So I asked them, what do they taste like? Because that's about what is going to happen. But the communist ideology is that if people are starving, they won't have enough time for a rebellion. They'll be more concerned about get finding food. And over the years, that has happened, which is why history is no longer being taught. Wouldn't you say that? I totally agree. And people in this country will not come to an understanding what this agenda is about. And I mean an agenda, a globalist agenda, a globalist governance agenda, until they're actually starving. Because in every grocery store, there's only three days worth of food. And in the cities, once you run out of that food, if you don't have cheap transportation to deliver new food, or there's no new food to be found to be bought. For example, certain large countries have banned the exportation of rice because yields are so low because of combination of bad weather, typhoons, or uh, uh, perhaps droughts, or uh, the fact that they can no longer use synthetic nit nitrogen fertilizers, which uh, increase the yield tremendously, makes the soil fertile. Otherwise, the soil is dead without fertilizer. Uh, then uh, people are going to starve if there's no place to get the food from. And if you can't grow your own or you haven't done so, um, then what are you going to do? Even if you canned a whole pantry full of food, how long is it going to last and can you replace it? Probably not. Right. So one of the things that we have to do is learn by history and prepare for what they intend to do. But there also has to be things that we can do to prevent that. And that to me is taking a long, hard look at the people that we actually put in office in America, recognizing that this group, this crowd of communists, and by the way, um, when you were talking about changing the definitions, I have two definitions, and the word woke should be replaced with the word communist. The word globalist should be replaced with the word communist or Marxist. They're about the same. And the word sustainability should be replaced by the word controlled. And if you put those words in, then you will find out what they are actually intending to do to us because they strongly believe Think about the riots that they had over George Floyd over the, the summer of 2020. Think about that. Well, think about those people who are now going to be out in the street hunting for food. 
especially in states where you're not allowed to protect yourself. What are you going to do? How are you going to protect yourself? So, I mean, this is a very, very serious issue. And constantly they are saying food shortages, food shortages, food shortages, but they don't care. They absolutely do not care because as they're saying food shortages, they're saying no nitrogen, no CO2. What are the two most important things that we need to grow food for plant life, for human life? CO2 and nitrogen for the soil to be able to produce the plants. So they are a sinister, communist, disgraceful group of people who want us to live in, well, they call them 15-minute uh, cities, which I would like you to explain because you wrote an incredible article about that as well. And these 15-minute cities to me are the same as the ghettos that my ancestors, my family lived in when they were in Poland. They're nothing other than a self-imposed prison. So how do the 15-minute cities come into play with all of this? Well, you know, I go back to the same document, the Agenda 21, which was just a suggestion, but it was a very lengthy document passed in 1992 um, at this international uh, Congress. And our own Congress never debated it, but they adopted it uh, immediately in the form of different laws. Um, and Nancy Pelosi, there's a video of her saying that we have to uh, implement Agenda 21 now in all the uh, walks of life in United States. But um, and going back to the CO2, you can't grow plants without CO2. They need CO2 for photosynthesis and sun, and they give us back oxygen. As a matter of fact, nurseries that grow plants, they pump extra CO2 in inside their greenhouses so the plants can grow faster. And like you said, you need nitrogen as a fertilizer for the soil. Otherwise, the soil is dead, can't grow anything. But the 15-minute city started from this Agenda 21. They first tried the five-minute walkability area, which they built these high-density, high-rise places because they they were anti-sprawl, anti-suburbia. Uh, they wanted to pluck us from the suburbs and place us forcefully into these high-rise tenements, which they said, well, if you walk and bike for five minutes, you can get to work, you can get to school, you can get to doctors. Uh, so basically, they were pushing you into some form of ghetto which seemed kind of, oh, this is so nice. The air is going to be fresher in this little enclave. But now, since that didn't catch on very well, the only thing that caught on, some big cities have um, allocated bike paths, which in my area in Northern Virginia, they're never used uh, because anybody would be crazy to bike on I-95 north or south. And, um but so now they've got the 15 minute cities, which was the dream child of a guy named Carlos Moreno, who uh, lived in Colombia for 20 years, was a part of this leftist organization there. And then he immigrated to France. And now he's the advisor to the mayor of uh, 
Paris. And he dreamed up the 15-minute city, which is an enclave, again, where you're supposed to live. And there's supposed to be e-gates around. So you, uh, there are no parking places nearby. So it discourages the use of automobiles. But if you do have automobiles, uh, these e-gates will pick up when you come and go. And you're only allowed... Um, uh, as in the case of the town of Oxford in England, as described by Katie Hopkins, and I know some of you listeners know who she is, and they divided the town of Oxford into six regions, and each person living in each region can only leave the area by car a hundred times a year, and of course, your plate is registered by the e-gate and your photograph is being taken. And if you exceed the 100 times, it's okay, except each time you're going to pay a 100 pounds fine for doing so. Let's say you're, you live in the southernmost part of the ghetto and you want to go visit your mom or sister in the northern part most of the ghetto. You can't just cross directly uh, or diagonally to the area, you have to go around this circle. And once you get to that designated part of the ghetto, then you can enter through that e-gate. And again, your car is registered and so forth. So yes, it is reminiscent of the ghettos they had in Europe during, during World War II. Um, and why are they doing this? Because they don't want us to use cars. They don't want us to go anywhere. They want us to starve because how many uh, pharmacies or grocery stores do you have in these enclaves? I think there's one in Melbourne, Australia, that's the radius is like 800 uh, meters. So that's not very big. It's not even one kilometer. So, um, that's not a very uh, large area. So they, chances are there's not a doctor, there's not a pharmacy, there's not um, a grocery store nearby. So what are you going to do? How are you going to survive in such a highly condensed area? But that's the plan. They want to reduce the population of the planet, as Bill Gates said, from uh, to one billion and the ideal being half a billion. So what are you going to do with the other seven billion people on the planet? Well, you would have a war or you would starve them to death or you would have wait for. Of course, we always have national tragedies that are from nature. That's something that happens regardless. Nobody can control that, folks. You cannot control the climate. Mother Nature has is her own. I have never seen a cork that is big enough to fit inside a volcano to stop a volcano from erupting. So get that one. That's major lie. And they use the climate because it affects everybody worldwide. But why are they telling us that they have to depopulate the planet? Well, really, it has nothing to do with food because there would be plenty of food. It has to do with control. And you can't control people that are free to move, that mobility that they can get in their car and drive wherever they want, whenever they want, number one. And you can't control people from talking to other people unless you impose 
restrictions upon them that make it impossible for them to do that. And if you keep the people hungry, then they're not going to rebel because they're busy out there looking for food, scrounging for food, rather than worrying about what the government, quote, is doing to them. So this is a, an incredibly sinister plan. And yes, Nancy Pelosi did introduce it, but George Bush, 41, is the one who signed America onto this plan, and he signed it onto the plan before the plan was written. So he knew exactly what was going to be in that plan. And he signed America into it and has given American sovereignty slowly upon slowly over to their global governance force, which is housed in the United Nations. Ilana, this is a, a very, very important topic. And unfortunately, we are coming to the end of our segment. So I'm going to ask you if you'll come back and we can continue our discussion at a future time. Would that be okay? I would love to, because we have to discuss this global warming charade that now has moved into the climate change industry because the fact that the Earth's core itself is heating up and like you mentioned, the volcanoes and um, all the uh, currents, oceanic currents are never discussed because the United Nations uses a computer model, which is totally flawed. Okay. Please tell everyone where they can find you and where they can find your wonderful writing. Well, I write for Canada Free Press. Uh, I also have my article published in other publications. I had some in the Epic Times, but not recently um, in the past. And I also have a blog, Ileana Writes dot com and uh, whatever articles get published at Canada Free Press, I also blog on my site. I have no advertising nor anything because I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this as an educational tool. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Folks, uh, don't go away. We will be right back. Uh, this is Karen Schoen. You are listening to the Prism of America's Education with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Again and again, I will tell you, please look at the micro school program. If you don't have children to get them out of public school, then help the children get them out of public school. Become an influencer of the children. Teach them to read, teach them to write, teach them to do math, because those are the life skills that they will need to be able to combat what is going on and give them a clear understanding of American history, which is based on land ownership, ownership of yourself, ownership of your property, your private property, whatever is yours should be yours, not the government and should not be involved. The government should not be involved in your life. They shouldn't be dictating to you how you should live it. That is not what American value is about. And unfortunately, our kids are not learning it. So don't go away, folks. We will be right back. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. 
These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Well, the Out Loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I invited Sally Baptist to join me today. Sally hosts a show on Blog Talk Radio, The American Statesman, every Monday night. You can listen and call in. And it's a wonderful show where opinions are given. And Sally is always very opinionated, which is what I love about her. And I wanted to ask you, Sally, what do you think the direction of our country is going in? I just... Um sad state of affairs. And it's getting worse. I just get more afraid every day for what's happening to our country. And are we going to have a country? It's unbelievable what is happening. And I do see people starting to wake up. I hope it's not too late. I um, sincerely do believe election 2024 is judgment day for the United States of America and for the free world. 
this isn't just about us. This is um, something very big is going on here. The evilness of what I've never even imagined, nothing I ever thought of, and how naive Americans have been easily willing to believe in the indoctrination propaganda. It's, just, it's all around us. It's all around us. And um, it's like, dear Lord, help us. And literally every day I say, dear Lord, help us many times. I say a prayer for America. I say a prayer for the world. I say a prayer to protect um, the rights of individuals to not be totally governed by a small, small group of elitists. I don't know if we're going to be to, to save it. I don't know. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and rant a little bit here. Uh, you know, the Trump was supposed to be in court leave in New York and all the stuff about assets and falsifying information and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I went out there to Mar-a-Lago uh, to the Palm Beach County Records. I was looking at what's new, what they say for the, the, the value of this property. Again, the purpose of doing this, the whole reason for looking at to see the evilness of what these people are doing, how they are attacking them. What is, what is their really, what is their intent when they're doing this? And you gotta totally appreciate what they are really doing. The enemies from within. We have got to understand who these enemies are and how long they've been there and what they're trying to do. So I was out there and it was really quite interesting. I'm gonna go, uh, if you, this, you can do a search on, it's 1100 South Ocean Boulevard, Palm Beach, Florida. Um, or you can do a search on Mar-a-Lago. What they said on there was the market value was $37 million. The tax value, what they would actually assess the taxes on, was $33 million. But even if, you, even if you're going to say the $37 million was the accurate market value today, and I think the actual property taxes were over $600,000 was that they were saying the market value was $17 million. It's all garbage what these people are doing. These are enemies from within. You have to understand who the enemies are and what's their point. Why would they lie and go after this individual except that they understand there, there are these two world orders out there. This, what the United States as a nation, a sovereign nation is versus this new world global nonsense that's going on. Is the takedown of, of we the people, the takedown of the United States of America, it's really what's happening. And you think about how we allowed the communists to come in, the communists to be part of all this stuff, you know, and how we've allowed a very non-Christian, atheist value, anti-American, anti-constitution to be in our, our government. Uh, it's also insane. What did to Trump with his assets, the value of his properties, and what you go out there on your own public record, because they somehow were looking at the value of uh, Mar-a-Lago, to go out there to decide whether he was being truthful or not, or because of what they, they estimated it. And the bottom line, there is no crime. The banks were willing to finance, if he said it, and they got their money back on that trillion dollars, whatever it would be, it doesn't matter. He paid, he paid the loan back, he paid the interest, the banks got their money, and the banks had every choice to go up and say, well, wait a minute, we're going to do our own appraisal. Wait a minute, that's not appraisal. You know, they do that on every mortgage or whatever. It, it's also insane. Understand, this is a, an element that is out there to destroy everything about this country. 
And whether you love Trump or not, he happens to be one of the few who truly, what I see, defending this country, defending this country from a globalist takeover. He's the only one. Why would they lie against what the public record says? 17 million compared to 37 million? Then the other thing, um, you got to go out there and watch this. Who are trying to destroy humanity, crimes against humanity. There's a small elite group that just thinks that they know everything and they should dictate to all of us. We should eat bugs. We're not allowed to eat beef. You know, show me the beef. If I do that, they're going to do everything they can to, to um, depopulate and control. They don't like people to be free. They don't like individual rights. Look at who in our government is going along and supporting this stuff. They're promoting this stuff. The enemies from within. And I had one of, on one of the uh, uh, images put, no nation can survive the enemies from within. When the enemies, when your own government is trying to destroy you, and if anybody thinks the U.S. government is not trying to destroy us, I, you're just not paying attention. So I don't know. I mean, it's a scary time. It's a very scary time. So you've got to uh, understand who the enemy is. Please take a look around. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And that one, you can go to uh, nofarmernofood.com to see it. You can do other searches. Epoch was the one who actually put the documentary on it. Very interesting. So it's the way it is. As we talked about, uh, know your enemy, the climate change. They will use whatever excuse, whatever means, whatever system. COVID-19, the, the government shutdown is what you know some of the other stuff they're trying to do. Hey, we have to understand who these people are. They're trying to destroy freedom all around the world, but they have to take us down first. And I don't know when election 2024, it, I really don't know what's going to happen. I, there's part of me that says, if Trump wins, I feel like we have, have some chance to save the nation. But I also know the loonies on the other side aren't going to be happy. What do you think the loons on the other side will What are we going to do to ensure an honest election? I'm going to be asking a couple of state representatives that at a local delegation meeting, town hall kind of thing that they're having. Florida do not have the right to manually count our votes. We have to depend on what that electronic means says. That's what that's what this today. Know your enemy. Ron DeSantis who wants to be president. And you won't even ensure and guarantee my election? You won't guarantee I have the right to count those votes? That you're going to leave it to a machine that can be hacked and corrupted? 2024, it's just it's, uh, the ultimate judgment day. And I ask again, if Trump wins, what do you think the loons on the other side are going to do? What do you think the Marxists who have been so, what do you think they will do? Do you think they're just going to jump up and down and kind of scream like Hillary did? And, eh, they stole the election, they stole the election. I really don't know. I fear very much of what's going to happen in the next year and a half in this country. Are we going to be a country? Are we a country now? Time, I don't even think we're a country today. I think we've already fallen. We just don't know it. These are very evil people, the enemies from within. They, they don't care about us. And we have to understand that. So if you are a person who truly, genuinely believes in the Declaration of Independence and the sovereignty of this country and the Constitution, then you better become much more engaged. The uh, D.C. switchboard, and I called, I made several calls today, I'm going to make more tomorrow. We've got to voice our opinion. Don't, there's no need to be hateful or cursing, you know, none of that. Just go in there and tell you know, what your concerns are, why you oppose what they're doing. 
You're not supposed to say concerns. You say, I oppose what you're doing because you're taking away my rights. Do you really think the government has the right to say I can't eat beef, but I have to eat bugs? Is that what you're representing me when you're out there? In 2024 election, if in fact Trump wins, do you think the other side is just going to sit there and take it? Are they going to be the one that starts a civil war? What will happen, and I'm really being totally honest in saying that, the constitutionalists, or the people who generally believe what the country stands for, aren't looking for war, just like they weren't looking for war on January. Uh, what will happen in 2024? The constitutionalists, people will call the right side. I don't like to use the word conservative. I like to use the word American. The real Americans who believe in freedom, free individual, believe in the individual rights, believe in individual sovereignty, they are, they're not the ones looking for a fight no more than the people of Jan 6 were. The Jan 6 weren't looking for a fight. They were protesting, sharing their voice, sharing their opposition to fraudulent elections. We all know what the fraudulent elections and see everything, see all the facts, and know, what's, know what happened. It was not an honest election. Are we going to be able to protect our vote in 2024? Uh, here in the state of Florida, we don't have the right to a mutual count of our vote. And this is with Ron DeSantis, who wants, our governor, Ron DeSantis, who wants to be president, who changed the law so he can run for president and still keep his job. They're not even allowing us right here in the freedom state of Florida to manually count our um, our ballots. We have to depend on a machine that can be had. And I really do encourage people to call. You need you need to share what you're thinking. If you think he's done a wonderful job, right? We should have had a government. We should have a limited government. The media is the virus. The enemies of from within of the media news because what you're going to get off of uh, mainstream mainstream media is all propaganda. It's all garbage on what these people are doing. I've, I've never in my life as a child ever thought I would be living in such an evil, evil environment. And some of these individuals who have been given way too much power, way too much money. Matt Gates has been the one who's been on point and been out there. Thank God for Matt Gates. Do you get a chance to call his office and thank him for what he's doing? And hopefully they're not going to go in and really try to take him down, which is what I fear will happen next. Those who are truly sending up standing up for us and doing what's right for the people of this country and for the sovereignty of this country, they're, they're going to be destroyed from the Republican Party, from their so-called friends. If those are your friends, who needs enemies? I wanted to uh, thank you for your incredible rant. As, and um, I did, in fact, invite our legislator to come on the show and explain why he chose to be a traitor to the American people and allow Biden's uh, budget to continue for another 45 days, which we all know will now lead to a big omnibus bill, which is what they have been trying to get all along so that they can continue to siphon off money, send it to the Ukraine, give it to the Ukrainian oligarchs, and then the oligarchs will then turn around and donate back to the DNC and the RNC. We know how that works. But I wanted to talk about the meat and the food section because the No Farmers, No Food was an incredible documentary and I strongly recommend that everyone see it. We, as you said, refuse to recognize our enemy and we should always go back to the same premise, which is power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. 
And that's where we are right now. Their main goal is depopulation, and they don't care how they do it. If we have a war and people die, that's good. If they have a famine and people die, that's even better. And if they have a natural event, well, we all know that it's our fault. So one way or another, they can blame it on the American people, or it's not even the American people. It is a worldwide issue because the beginning of that movie, of that documentary, talks about what was going on in uh, Norway, where the farmers were the fertilizer were be, was being withheld from the farmers. They picked on nitrogen. Now, why would they pick on nitrogen? Well, first of all, CO2 is their main culprit. And CO2 is absolutely 100% necessary to sustain life, any life, whether it's plant life, whether it's animal life, whether it's human life. No CO2, no life. So that feeds right into their mantra of depopulation. Now, they tell us, well, there's not enough food, and that's why we really need to depopulate. So we have come up with wonderful plans like abortion and wars and, oh, there's not enough food. Well, if they would stop screwing with our food and let CO2 do what CO2 does and actually allow the farmers to pump the CO2 back into their greenhouses, the food would flourish. There would be plenty of food to feed the people. So now we have to go back and say, why? Why are they choosing depopulation? Because there are too many people for them to control. And with artificial intelligence, they just don't need as many humans anymore. So they have to figure out a way to get rid of us. Well, why did they pick on beef? I couldn't figure out that one until I went out to dinner and we had steak for dinner. And at the end of the meal, my husband said to me, you know, I really feel more invigorated when I eat a piece of meat. I feel better. I feel stronger. And there is your answer. So by taking away the meat, which provides the protein, which human beings need to eat, we become weaker. And weaker people who are hungry don't have a lot of time to fight. They don't have a lot of time to think about rebellion because all they can get to think about is, where is my next meal going to come from? Am I going to be able to feed my family? What's going to happen when the supermarket shelves are empty? And what's going to happen when the super think about what went on during um, the uh, George Floyd issue? That was over the rioting in 2020. Imagine hundreds of thousands of people living in these, quote, sustainable developments or 15-minute cities, as they call them, or smart cities, as they also call them, because if they called them concentration camps, nobody would want to live in them. But think about all of these overcrowded situations with hordes of hungry people. What do you think is going to happen? The rioting will be unbelievable. 
because people are hungry and hungry people do horrible things. So this is a concerted effort, but it's not just in America. This is a worldwide effort to destroy the Western culture by a group of communist dictators who feel that they should be in control of everything, every aspect of human activity. And where does all of this come from? It comes, they tell you, it's from Agenda 21. And Nancy Pelosi announced in 1992 to the Congress how we must follow this agenda. Why? Because it's going to eradicate poverty. It's going to make people equal. Sure, it's going to make everybody equally poor. And George Bush signed on to this agenda before it was even written. So if we think that this is something new and this is something that has just happened, no way, Jose. This is something that has been going on for hundreds of years. The communists have always been looking for a way to take over the world. There was just one problem, and that was how do they control all these people? Well, they came up with the perfect plan. We will blame the people for changing the climate, which is a total lie, and then we will restrict the people in the name of saving the planet which is a total lie. And we will do it by eliminating food, curtailing their mobility, and the last, of course, is always taking away the guns. So this is where they are right now. And the only problem they have with America is that we still have guns. But just think about that and what they're doing as they are putting tax upon tax upon tax and restriction upon restriction. Well, these are fights that have to be fought and we have to we have to go further. And if President Trump love him or hate him, the one thing that he should have taught us is that you have to fight. You cannot allow them to gain a foothold because this is not a crowd that is happy with a little peace. They want everything. What do they want? Every single thing that you own. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's a land, whether it's your car, whether it's your house. It doesn't make any difference at all, even whether or not it is your children. They don't care. To them, you are, we are disposable. We will be replaced by artificial intelligence, by robots. Robots don't eat. They don't care. They're not going to stick their hand in their pocket and say, could I have some more? And then they don't have to, they won't even have to get those mealyworms out and figure out different ways to saute them and tell the people that you will own nothing and they will be happy because that's what all of this is about. And one of the things that we really should start doing is taking back our language because the way that communists use propaganda is through our language. And here's a couple of simple ideas. Woke. What does woke really mean? Woke is really communism and Marxism. So every time you're going to use the word woke, think of communism, think of Marxism, and put that word in its place. 
Another word is sustainability. What does sustainability really mean? Sustainability really means control. And how can I control you? I can control you by putting you in a box and saying you're going to live here and you're going to be living in this little box and you're going to be happy living in your tiny little apartment. And you don't worry, everything will be right nearby within a 15-minute walk. Oh, how exciting is that going to be? And of course, my favorite is abortion. What is abortion? Abortion is murder. So stop using the word abortion and start using the word baby killer or murder. And let's show them that we know what our language is and that we can take it back. This is a really horrific group of people. They are 100% evil, and they hate us. They hate the Western culture. They hate the idea that we could own anything. They hate the idea that we could think, and they hate the idea that they can't control all of us, and they are going to do everything in their power to make sure that they can. And if you don't think that the Republicans are involved, that continuing resolution should have been the final nail in your thought coffin to know that the Republicans are just as involved with this. They are being paid off by the same people. And there was an article that uh, was all about the 15-minute cities. And they said that the American members that want to start these 15-minute cities, think about a, a Uh, 15 minutes away from your house and draw a circle around it because each big city will be broken up into areas. And to get from one area to the next, you're going to have to ask permission. And if you can't get in your car and drive there because the gas is so expensive, and of course you won't have any electricity to be able to do that, you may have to walk, but you'll have to ask the government if you can go there. Well, these cities, they named them, and they said they want to start. They include Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami for those people who live in the free state of Florida, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. These are the cities, and they have already started this. Mayor Adams in New York City announced that the city will place caps on the amount of meat and dairy served by city institutions, such as schools and prisons. In the meantime, in the UK, they have already banned the sale of gas-powered vehicles after 2030. France has banned short-haul flights to cut carbon emission, B S. But here was my favorite paragraph. And the hedge funds headed by Mayor Bloomberg are buying up the homes and the farmlands all over the world to not farm. They don't want to buy them up so that they can farm. They're buying them up so they don't farm. And These are the billionaires that are putting these prophecies and these ideas and these concepts in place. Who the hell does he think he is? But then go back and look at Bloomberg and see what he banned when he was mayor of New York. But my favorite paragraph is this one. 
And this was from an article from The Federalist. And it said, climate dystopian doesn't end there. WEF, that's the World Economic Forum, linked bioethnicist Dr. Matthew Lau has proposed the idea that scientists genetically modify humans to be allergic to meat. Lau has also discussed shrinking the physical size of humans via eugenics or hormone injections so they will consume fewer resources. That's how sick these people are. Well, it looks like we are at the end of our show today, and I hope you enjoyed listening, and I will see you again next week. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. You can find me at karenshone.substack.com or on my website, Karen B. Schoen, where you will find my articles for online e-zines, and that would be newswithviews.com libertysentinel.com, drrichardswire.com, and the miamiindependent.com. You can find my podcast on karenbshown.com. See you again next week. But I'll always stand proud and free. I'm America, don't tread on me.